This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey, everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to take off our shirts and then put them back on because steroids can't make our chest look good no more. <laughs> this is a great era of Macho Man because the first one. This is my favorite Macho Man era because if you can say anything, this is when Macho Man. If anything, his off his off screen persona really bleeds on screen. <laughs> what do you mean my wife was with another man? I will make <laughs> him bleed. Oh my god, yeah. And then just doing the oh man, the marriage angle and then an immediate real life divorce. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing. Okay, for those of you who don't remember them bring it up to speed, after WrestleMania 7, the Macho Man Randy Savage uh, gets back together with his actual wife in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania 7, where Bobby the Brain Heenan calls everyone bitches for crying. It's great stuff. He then um, does a couple of matches in Japan and then heads to SummerSlam to get married in one of the worst hats ever. He has a bachelor party, which he doesn't let Jake the Snake Roberts into. By the way, this oh, yeah, I didn't that's, realize, so that's I that's, didn't realize this was the yeah, beginning of Jake the Snake Roberts. And I hate that they they base yeah. it in reality that they're like, oh, he didn't let he didn't the Macho Man's a bit of a jerk because he didn't let Jake the Snake into his bachelor party. Which, by the way, if you're having a bachelor party, you're for sure letting Jake in because you're like, listen, we're gonna want drugs at some point, so we might as well bring the pharmacy. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's on. It's on Jake to sh- for showing up to the bachelor party. I'm assuming before three a.m. You know what I mean? Like Jake's a guy you come who comes at three a.m. So no matter what he does, people are super pumped to see him. Yeah, just a regular bachelor party. Where it's like, sorry, man, I gave my full name, Jake the Snake Roberts. You can't come in here with your many animals and cocaine. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, don't you know that I'm the Grim Reaper of Arizona? Sun bleached like a bone. Here's the thing about snakes. They can do almost as blow as me. <laughs> Let's have a contest. I have a wife. I have a fucking wife. <laughs> Fuck her. Let's call my wife. Call her a slut. <laughs> Here's the thing to remember about my children. I know I have one daughter, but I believe... That I am the sun. <laughs> I invented angel dust. Jake the Snake Roberts is not allowed into the Macho Man Randy Savage. His uh, bachelor Just party a- macho comments on camera. Um, he doesn't like snakes. You piece of yeah. fucking shit. Well, here's the thing. That would have been one, uh, nice if one, one character... In the late 80s and early 90s would have just been like, I love snakes. Because <laughs> that's every character is like, by the way, I don't like snakes. It's like, you don't need them to say that out loud. I'm pretty sure everyone is kind of creeped out. If like a 40 foot python. Let's Why don't you guys all that? say what you mean? I don't like guys who look like they smuggle cigarettes in their butt. <laughs> I don't look like the basic... I don't like it when guys are clearly the basis for later used Grand Theft Auto characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I do a mission with Jake the Snake Roberts? Yes, yes, you did. 
Um, yeah. But here's the fun thing is that if you guys, if anyone ever tells you, oh, wrestling stinks now, like I can't believe that feud. What was the feud that Edge and Booker T had where it was over the Japanese commercial? That's as dumb as this. Oh, as when, uh, what are you talking about? When Randy Savage tries to kill Randy with a snake by giving him a snake for his wedding and then him and The Undertaker come and hit him with a chair at his wedding reception? No, it's <laughs> way worse. It's way fucking worse. It's so funny. The Undertaker is at your wedding reception. <laughs> yeah. So you, The Undertaker wrote in Randy Savage's book for his wedding. He's not supposed to. He only should go to funerals. That's true. Yeah. Everyone knows that. John, you're so smart. I'm a you sm- know how the snake thing... So we should talk specifically about the angle where... Uh, Jake storms the ring. Jake has the cobra has the cobra bite it's, Macho Man. The cobra is in a present, is it not? Yes. The cobra is in a present, and uh, so Macho Man thought that Jake the Snake was gonna use an actual fanged and poisonous cobra. His reasoning, by the way, is that crazier things have happened. Crazy things that happened, and you're trying to take my spot, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Which, by, by the way, Macho Man's already lost because he's retired. He's retired to have kids. This is the crazy thing. He's like, I have to protect my spot, even though I'm not wrestling for the next year. There's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's Hang pro on. wrestling. It's the early '90s. Yeah. Randy makes Jake take a defeminized cobra and feminized. Yeah, defeminized. Because as we all know, the the po- I think oh yeah. snake. I think that Jake. snake thinks it has rights. Get in the closet, <laughs> snake. Hey, hey, Jake, as we all know, uh, oh yeah, that the only snakes that are poisoned, oh yeah, are the women ones because they just take your money. Um, <laughs> Randy, uh, yeah. <laughs> we both know that I, uh, I usually agree with what you're saying, but actually I'm going to have to say that... Uh, Women, for the most part, have treated me with nothing but respect, and most of my anguish has actually come at the hands of white men. Although you wouldn't know it from my truck, trunks and mullet, I actually uh, believe that uh, women are an equal part of society, and to assume that only snakes that are women are poisonous is actually a uh, evil misappropriation of science. Ooh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something, Jake. Elizabeth bit me once, and four days later, my mom died. <laughs> um, uh, Randy, uh, I spoke to your mom yesterday. Ooh, yeah, but uh, I didn't mean that she died f- off this place. She didn't make me a spanakapita the way I wanted, so she's dead to me. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Were you trying to go for Spanakopita, and then you forgot? Macho Man's Italian. Yes, I was going to try. trying to make me the biggest meatball. (laughs) (laughs) Spanakopita is also something else. It's that pastry that's filled with cheese and lovely spinach, but it's a Mediterranean dish. Spanakopita. Yeah. I know it is is Spanakopita. Well, then you know it is the wrong thing. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. A man named Gott is going to tell me how you pronounce Italian food. I married into a... Shut up. I married into a Greek family. Which is not the same as Italian, you fucking nerd. That's what I'm saying. It's Spanakopita, you dumb bitch. No, you don't know fucking anything. All right. We're going to the consulate. We're recording (laughs) live from the Greek consulate now. Recording. 
what a nice shed. Copita or Spanakopita? Uh, no Turks. Oh, no Turks. Get, oh, here's the guy from the Greek consulate. Can I have 10 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made the same joke in different orders because I just kept yes, commenting that the uh, that it looked like we were in a shed. Oh, no. Now he's just playing techno. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, why is he both very hairy, very muscular, and out of shape? <laughs> the Triforce. Yeah. Um, no, so Randy so Randy thought uh, the dig was trying to steal his spot. By poisoning him with an actual snake. Did you know this part? I didn't know this part. Jake was offended by this, so he fucking paintbrushed the cobra, and that's why it dug into Macho Man's arm so I 100% knew that. Did you know how I know <laughs> that? Because in any shoot interview where Jake the Snake tells the story, he tells that portion with a smile on his evil face. Jesus fucking Christ. And, of course, the other thing we have to mention is that... Uh, Jake did get, did uh, sorry, Randy got Jake to get the Cobra to bite him backstage. Yeah, on the hip. Which so is the one of the most so crazy moves I've ever heard of. Yeah, the snake bit him on the thigh. That was the other thing is Jake was like this fucking guy. Because he was calling him all yeah. the time. Like he was apparently like months and months and months and months. Jake also wanted to ditch the snakes completely. Up to and including making them br- bring an anaconda to Survivor Series at one point. And only then was Vince McMahon like, uh, no, we're not having an anaconda being brought to the fucking, <laughs> the fucking yeah. ring. Are you fucking crazy? It's so crazy. I still think it's nuts that the WWF used, like, the World Wildlife Fund has the copyright for WWF. Mm-hmm. And then Vince McMahon just takes the copyright from the World Wildlife Fund and also has a character who in real life is addicted to crack cocaine, but on screen literally cares for real snakes. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he cared for real snakes based on the amount of times he lost the snakes. Yeah. The snakes, <laughs> the snakes roamed free. Yeah. Well, this is a very good point. He kept, he kept inadvertently releasing the snakes into various wrestlers' bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would de-venomize the snakes and just throw them into the bathroom and laugh. Uh, nailed it. I love these, like, wrestling pranks that are not pranks. And I pranked my ex-wife with a brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a prank. I pranked my ex-wife. She thinks I'm me. <laughs> I totally got my ex-wife. What do you mean? Oh, I faked my own death. So, uh, the snake incident... Uh, Leads to Randy Savage being reinstated after much protest between him and Jack Tunney, which is great. Like that's such a great little thing to for her that, for them to do, because so many people retire and then come back immediately, and they're like, "I thought that was a guy who was retired." Yeah. This and the the this and the the heel version they do of Ric Flair trying to get Ric Flair back after retirement is fucking great. Where they're like, "Oh, he's retired." Oh, well, he'll never come back. Oh, we have paneled this weird committee that we didn't explain that existed before. Um, now it does, and they will vote. Like, it's so fucking weird. Yeah, every time there's a retirement, there's always like, oh, we didn't mention there's a branch of the WWF that doesn't exist, and it only now exists for this sole purpose that we've never talked about before. Yeah. Oh, we didn't explain that corporations have an, appe- have an appeals board? Because they do. Yeah, but they could have just always mentioned the appeals board like you could always set yourself up for this. Like that's the problem with this wrestling. Is a, that's a, a very good point. Is no one like wrestling is basically like 
They don't it set just, up parameters. They're just like invent them afterwards. Yeah, wrestling is like, um, yeah, hi. Um, you know how we said we were Lord of the Rings? Well, for the next twenty minutes, we're actually Star Wars. What? No, but why? Why wouldn't you just be Star Wars yeah, the whole exactly. time? Um, cause fuck you, I guess. I don't know. All right, see ya. Bye. No, but like the whole, the whole um, every title loss comes with a rematch clause, which was only only in the Attitude Era, and yeah, then they just because it was like holy shit, we have two hours of TV a week now, and Nitro puts on real matches the whole show. There's a rematch clause now. There's a clause that says that Stone Cold always gets to fight for it. Yeah, but that's what it was. It was like, well, we need to be able to. We need to make sure that every time Stone Cold loses the belt on a pay per view, he wins it back on Raw the next day from Kane. Yeah, it's a goddamn rematch clause that I was just invented now. I guess. Well, it's one of the best points that is made by the uh, the book, The Death of WCW, which was because um, they would compare the cards and they're like. Yes, this seems really stupid, but please don't forget. And then you have to read what was happening in the Attitude Era, and you're like, oh, God, that's just as embarrassing. The Attitude Era had people like, I would venture to say, Randy Savage and Jake Roberts, where it's just like these people are just in their prime and infinitely watchable and just performing at a crazy high level. Like, that's the problem with Savage is that, like, He's super over, and he's finally getting the shot where, like, we're in 92. Hogan's clearly winding down. This is Randy Savage's time to actually carry the company. It's just that Vince McMahon kind of hasn't seen the forest through the trees at this point. Randy also buckles under—I would also say Randy buckles under the pressure a wee bit. Okay, explain. We're jumping ahead. Okay, let's. I will explain once we get to what his championship run because you can see him setting up for it. All right, so, okay, they do the Tuesday night in Texas, which leads to Jake the Snake just hitting a woman on television a bunch, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Um, Then they basically are building up towards um, the Royal Rumble, which will be for the vacant title because of the weird way that that Undertaker won but also didn't win the title from Hulk Hogan, so they set up for uh, Royal Rumble, which the winner of will win the title, which will, is won by Ric Flair. Great moment in this. Randy Savage comes into the match. Jake the Snake is eliminated. Randy jumps over the top rope and just beats up Jake the Snake. This is fucking great Randy Savage stuff, which is like, you really like this guy? Oh, by the way, he's fucking fucking crazy, and he'll fucking fuck you up, motherfuckers. Um... But this led to another thing, which is the Saturday night. Here's a small difference between. No, I was going to say the or small difference between the one thing they actually did correctly, which was, um, so Randy comes in, beats up Jake, uh, himself goes over the top rope, mm-hmm. um, but he can't eliminate himself in the '92 Rumble version, and then he comes back in the ring and gets eliminated by Sid Justice and Ric Flair. And then guaranteed after the match, like Pat Patterson watches it and watches how it plays. He's like, actually, for this storylines, for storylines like this, he should be able to eliminate himself because he's so mad that he just eliminated himself. You know what I mean? Like, it's way more sense. And you're keeping Savage stronger to have that be his complete part of the match is he just wanted to beat up Jake. So he eliminated himself. He wasn't thinking, oh, fuck, he can't win the Rumble, but he doesn't give a shit. He's so mad. Rather than having him having him come back in and is like this weird epilogue where he then gets everyone knows he's not going to win, you know. He'd rather have Jake's blood. Yeah, exactly. But like, just the idea of eliminating yourself is in the Rumble is basically come up with here as like a 
oh, that way we don't need a second part to the story. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, February 8th, Saturday's main event. They have a blow-off to their feud uh, where Savage pins him after the elbow drop, drops an elbow po- post-match, and then Elizabeth and Randy celebrate in the ring so far away from each other uh, as representative of their emotional distance from each other at this point. Yeah, it's very strange. It must be so weird because, like, I thought about this while I was reading up on it. It's like Macho Man, the idea of, like, he's chasing the high that was 1989, essentially, where it's like mm-hmm. him and Liz on the road and he's the champ and everything is good. And it's only three years later, but, like, Liz is clearly tired of this and he's just like wants things to be the same again. And I guarantee that's why he gets back in the ring. Um, yes. It's also that she suddenly, she also, this is personal, but also there's conjecture that she suddenly said, actually, I don't want to have kids with you. I don't want to raise these children in a closet. And yeah, good for her. 100% that she decided, oh God, I'm part of an abusive relationship. I better get out of here while this man wearing spangly weird jackets is distracted by a snake. Um, so oh, here- yeah. Actually, I'd rather spend time with the snake, Randy. Here's what I want to get to, which is... Me out. In my- it eats me out, Randy. In- you fucking How asshole. You in- don't eat me out. Oh no! Paco, you don't even eat my pussy, Randy. Are you implying that the snake? That's probably the divorce album. Are you implying that the snake ate Elizabeth? The snake, the snake, the snake eats her out, so that's why she's she really likes the snake. If it was the Attitude Era, that's what would have happened. Oh, if it was the Ruthless Aggression Era, we would have seen the snake eating her out. <laughs> also, the Attitude Era, and now occurs to me, Jake would have been the babyface, and Jim Ross would have been like, good. Bite that Jezebel. The snake is right to hurt a woman. Why would you give me? It only ends in divorce. <laughs> and then Jerry Lawler would be like, let's see your tits. And Jake would have said, yeah, and then whipped him out while she was crying. And then everyone would have been like, yeah. <laughs> and then Vince comes down and real fucks her. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> the, the milk has been left out too long. Mm. It's yeah. spoiled. Those cans are rusted from the shed. Um, I'm so sorry, everybody. So Jake's thoughts on this angle were basically they rushed it uh, because it was too powerful. Like, And it is crazy. Like, 1992, I'm seven years old. John's 13 at this point. Haha, <laughs> you're old. We're the same age. We're the same fucking age. People don't know that. I'm editing that part out. Um, so he said it was just too powerful. It is a weird thing that they gave this angle so much. Like they give it the fucking like a cobra chewed on a guy's arm on live TV and latched on to the point where actual <laughs> baby faces had to come save him that was that wasn't planned. Like Piper came from the back and a bunch of people came from the back to fucking pry the cobra off. And he hits Liz, and then they just wrap. None it up. of them, none of them, snake experts. Okay, how are we gonna get this the snake <laughs> off that man's arm? All right. Well, we have the pot dealer who left school at twelve, and we have oh oh good Pat Patterson, um, a literate French man who's still smoking. Good, get him in the ring. Who else? Um, ooh, Lex Luger's here. Ah, steroid expert who played in the Arena Football League. Let's make sure that Larry Fole heads to the ring as well. 
Yeah. Which one of these men that Pat Patterson sexually assaulted do we want to help this man? <laughs> yeah. Allegations. Um, but it's weird though, right? Hashtag Pat Poo. Like wrestling is one of the only storyline. Like if, if this happened on a real TV show, they'd be like, oh shit, we did all this stuff that we never do. We kind of broke our own world in a way. Like the, we kind of broke the parameters of our own world by having blood and having this guy like, and Jake the Snake's super fucking scary too. Really like hit a lady and she goes down. Now we have to like make this for. You could have got like a six months uh from this. You could have got six months off of this. What's oh you should have gotten six months. What's also um crazy is this is again skipping head is like J- even Jake's fucking trunks by the time we get to WrestleMania eight are a woman being smothered by a snake. <laughs> yes, this is heel Jake the Snake where it's like he's back and he's so evil. <laughs> like in the eighties. Heel Jake the Snake was like, uh, Snake, I think snakes are better than Komodo dragons. And Ricky the Dragon Zebo was like, I take issue with that, sir. And he's like, well, then we must have a fair fight. Whereas early 90s Jake the Snake is like, I put my pillow, your pillow is actually my snake now, and I drugged your wife. Oh, yeah. Mean Gene, or Jake the Snake Roberts, rather, is essentially, uh, is is just is they just went to me and Gene Oakland and I'm like, can we look in your journal? And they was like, of course. And they're like, oh, hey, Jake, just do this. <laughs> just do the first sentence before it gets too uncomfortable. Yeah. Welcome everyone to where I feed a uh, a woman's husband to a snake and then I hit her. <laughs> Welcome to my Hall of Fame. It's just a bunch of skulls unrecognizable i filed down anything that would make them individual welcome everyone to my hall of pain much like oh what you're thinking mark henry did that no he didn't i killed mark henry hollowed out his body and lived as him for the last 12 years (laughs) like krang from ninja turtles yes Uh. (laughs) welcome everyone i'm krang <laughs> In more ways than one, I also sewed a rhinoceros onto a man. They both died, and I fucked them. That was my first fun threesome. <laughs> he gets mad. Flair wins the rumble. And how does the Flair Savage feud start, John? Is it another weird thing that comes out of nowhere? Sure thing. Sure it is. Flair basically go and I'm gonna say this as succinctly as possible. Hey, Randy, you know your wife? I fucked her before you fucked her. Here's a <laughs> bunch of photos in the WWE magazine. Also, there is going to be a centerfold where she's naked. I took naked photos of your wife, and I'm going to show them to a bunch of kids at WrestleMania. Basically, what happened is is that uh, Rick, Rick Flair... No one really knows, but I, what is understood is Rick Flair and Hulk Hogan had a somewhat disappointing match at a house show in New York that didn't quite draw... Rizman got panicked, realized also that um, Hulk Hogan was going away for a while. They needed to make sure that the title stayed within people that were sticking around. So we transitioned to Ric Flair, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and it built to, in my opinion, the best title match that has ever happened at WrestleMania. There was so much emotion. It's so fucking crazy. It's the first time in all WrestleMania um, WWF title matches that there isn't a goddamn sleeper hold for three minutes. It's just two men beating the fuck out of each other. 
Um, Kurt Henning is helping Ric Flair cheat. Earl Hebner like breaks the fucking uh, hold with kicking. Elizabeth comes out being yelled at by Shane McMahon. There's so much screaming. Ric Flair kisses Elizabeth in the middle of the ring. Bleeds like crazy. Oh, it's the fucking best in the entire world. Now, here's the thing. Is that match completely fucks Macho Man's head. I, this is my theory. He's had this amazing run with Jake the Snake, is the undercard and is able to build momentum on the undercard, gets put, gets the championship um, after beating Ric Flair, is following Ric Flair, who within the wrestling business is known as the best wrestler ever. Now he's the champion and he completely and totally, fu- his head completely and totally fucks him. He's a fucking goddamn space cadet. He doesn't commit to anything. He can't really... Um, like he doesn't really ever like at, like speak with any sort of uh, confidence. He keeps fucking up matches to the point that they have to restart matches on house shows. Like it's a fucking travesty. Post well, I this. think that a lot of this is um, that his personal life was in shambles, right? Like that's probably a greater point. I uh, like that. I'm assuming that it's it has to do with him being unable to fi- follow Ric Flair, and you're like, oh, it's probably because he's having a divorce. Oh yeah, you're probably more right. And over these th- now three episodes, we've est- clearly established this man has a possessive compulsive disorder. And now, I have not researched. There's obsessive compulsive disorder is like one of those things where there's like a million splinter versions of it. So there's no like definitive way you can say, oh, this is how this is a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. But if you are, com- if you want to control everything and then literally (laughs) the the thing you prize most in your wife is leaving you this is like savage can't do anything you know like people there's accounts from this time where people like savage is like usually he comes in and he has like a full notebook with like options on what they're going to do in the match because he like clearly has some sort of anxiety where he has to over prepare for everything and he's not doing it anymore, so his mind is elsewhere. And that's this is the first time in this guy's life where his career isn't his total life. His life is taking over his career. So, And then he's also, all of the storylines that Macho Man ever does are damsel in distress Elizabeth storylines. Like, there's never a storyline that doesn't involve Elizabeth with him as a face. And now he has to be a face because he's a legacy guy. So they're constantly referencing his wife where he's embarrassed, but he knows she's about to leave him. For sure he knows he knows she's going to leave him in night, in, at the wedding. This is the most succinct thing you've ever said uh, about anything ever, which is... That's not true. I've said tons of fucking succinct things, no, bitch. No, you're a fucking dumb idiot. Oh, no, no, no. That's you. That's what you sound like all the time when you're talking. You're literally... I have like saved all of it. You're going to drown in a pool of my cum. Oh, so you saved all my cum. So I'm finally getting what I want for my birthday. <laughs> Drink your way out. Mm. Now you have the gout. <laughs> it's like a Slurpee, but it's salty. So by the time this is released, it will have happened. But my my album taping is tonight, and our good friend Peter White was like, "I was like, hey man, do you want to get some food?" before the show and he said no man i got elbow gout <laughs> like what a loser what the fuck man that guy is gonna I die gout was only for feet like i thought like i've also never met someone whose gout affects their life so much there was a summer where he had to sleep in a bathtub he had to sleep in a bathtub for a summer 
Yeah. Do you ever watch King of the Hill? Uh, yes. Yeah. Do you remember the episode where Bobby has gout? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's very funny, though. We watched that episode. I'm I'm gonna have to delete this because it's too inside baseball. But rewatch that episode and then just imagine it's Peter White, and it makes it so funny. Is Peter White on the show? Is people just walking up to him? That's good stuff. I wanted me to go up before me. Yeah, I was about to be like, "Oh, do you do you want, (laughs) uh, ladies and gentlemen? Here's me, but without all the together parts of my life. Um, so like my fucking arms, like my (laughs) fucking back." Yeah, and yet somehow very good at basketball, ladies and gentlemen, Peter White. Um, so, so this is Flair talking about uh, the chemistry he had with Macho Man. When you have that kind of chemistry and respect for each other, it doesn't take a lot of thought process to go out there and make music in the ring. Randy was still playing minor league baseball when I first met him. I was there in his corner during his infancy in the business, saw him blossom and become so much better. I was proud of him. And wrestling him at WrestleMania was awesome. Now, Ric Flair also said that Randy Macho Man wasn't truly great because he needed Elizabeth. Why? I mean, he drinks a lot, actually, is the answer to the question. I'm yeah, that's what it is. Here's the answer to that question. He fucking, he's fucking good, but he fucking needed a woman, and this fucking, you don't need fucking yeah. women. The answer is Ric Flair was paid in a 26er for... For the let me fucking let me fucking say this about fucking Elizabeth's <laughs> fucking pussy. It's fucking good. It's like fucking pulpery. <laughs> I'll fucking woo you, racho, racho man. That's you. You're a racho man. I'm fucking. I'm fucking. I'll fuck you. Hey, I'm hey a, baby. I'm a I wanna marry you. Is there something that I fucking sing about you, Randy? You're fucking dead. I'm so fucking. I fucking buried you. I fucking buried under the fucking giant. My, I fucked my daughter in my dreams. <laughs> How many times do you think Charlotte Flair has to remind her dad that he's that she's her his daughter? Uh, never, because he's always crying. <laughs> Him, he cries so much, and it's great. It's good for Ric Flair, but he has like, I'm the best. Like he's you. What he is? He's like um. He's like uh, what men think women are <laughs> in the 50s. Where it's like, he's the yelling like, I'm the best. You get the hell out of here. I got all the money. Or like, <laughs> no. <laughs> A thing happened. I'm literally pieces. <laughs> I guess Ric Flair is what he thinks women are is the best way to put it. <laughs> I think Ric Flair's so drunk that he is both his, like, I like I can't even I can't even I don't even know I can't even it's I can't so even nice to be here with Arden when he wins the title I'm Charlotte okay we're yeah. in Charlotte with Arden <laughs> you're Tully now you're Tully <laughs> now you're Tully <laughs> you're Tully <laughs> uh they have super, so the last match that uh Randy Savage has um. The last match, Elizabeth. Sorry. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's you. That's what you sound like. The WWF does a tour of England uh, that marks the last time Elizabeth appears in the WWF with its April 19th, 1992, uh, when Randy was wrestling Shawn Michaels. They were finally separated. After the break, we're going to talk about uh, his divorce and how he left the WWF. And if we have time. 
if he uh, is a pedophile. Oh, uh, yeah, let's never forget. He probably fucks Stephanie McMahon. All this and more after the break. After. Oh, it's time for a break. To have a break. Break. Everyone's breaking. We're broken. Yeah. Not like Matt Hardy, because nice. we're not paying impact any money. Yay. Go to patreon.com. Wrestler review. There's a backslash in there and give us some fucking cash, you fucking shits, so you can decide what wrestler we review next or to pay us enough money to get a Barry Darso tattoo. Only one of us will do that because the other one already has given his body for stupid ideas. Now enjoy the rest of the episode, and if you don't, shut up, you're fat. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Please give us so much money. Don't fucking correct my commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, big Holy times. Shit. Macho Man Randy Savage is the champion. How does he lose the belt? Does he lose it to the Ultimate Warrior? One of the weirdest matches ever where they basically are like, one of these people will side with Ric Flair, or won't they? Who knows? And then Ric Flair just walks out and kicks them a bunch? No, he doesn't. Does he lose it to Bret Hart, um, passing the torch to the new generation? Wrong again. He loses it to Ric Flair in a match that's so bad, Vince McMahon makes them go back out and do it again. Yeah, they do it again twice. Oh my god, I didn't realize they did it again twice. Yeah, he sent out... First he sent out... um, Let me just catch up on notes here to see who they sent out. Um, well, obviously, I want to drive this home as well. It was clearly, clearly, uh, because of the divorce. Dark match for superstars. Reynolds' title to Ric Flair, uh, due to, uh, interference from Razy Ramon. <laughs> Razy Ramon. Razy Ramon. Um, Razy Ramon's cousin. So Razy. This is a direct quote here. The ending of the match, uh, had to be retaped. After the original ending left Vince McMahon furious, saying that Ric Flair didn't look strong enough and Randy looked weak. Vince sent Bobby Heenan out to tell them, but when they retaped it, it still didn't look uh, good enough. Then Vince sent Bruce Pritchard, it was his first night back in the company after being rehired, out to uh, get them and retape it again and had to specify that Randy fight back during the finish. When Bruce, to- Bruce told us to Randy, who didn't like retaping things, he knocked him down at ringside with Vince telling Bruce they got the biggest pop of the night from the backstage crew. Uh, Bruce says the poor ending was the first time Randy D- Randy exhibited a boo-boo face and guessed he wasn't happy. Um, that being said, uh, this is them clearly putting up with the pasture. Like, they're clearly going to start jobbing number Ramon. It's kind of like being in the mob. Like, you know, this is Randy's... <laughs> This is the equivalent of Randy's going for a ride out into the woods, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is Al Pacino kissing his uh, wife goodbye at the end of Donnie Brasco. He knows what's about to happen. And that being said, Randy had not headlined any of the pay-per-views as champion. So they're really, really giving Randy Savage the old CM Punk treatment here. Yeah, this is this is the Randy Savage, this is the original you're the champion but you're not the champion treatment. So at yeah. SummerSlam yeah. it's headlined by Hogan's um, always the strongest character and the champion. And Hogan's by the way not even there. They're just putting other people in those spots when Hogan's not there. Like they put fucking um 
Bret Hart and Davy Boy Smith to close SummerSlam, for example. Like it's fucked. But that makes sense because it it doesn't that makes it sense doesn't for that night if it's, it's a house show. Other people, but again, other people would have they would have put it in the middle and gone somewhere else. You understand? Like he wins the title in the fourth match of WrestleMania. By the, but and then by the time he gets to Survivor Series, they have the last match be um, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF title, and they have to bring out Santa Claus to end the uh, um, to end the pay per view <laughs> on a big pop. Like, do you understand? Like, it's like this is this is the beginning of the end of the WWE's profit era. Like, this is just like we're fucked, we're fucked, we're fucked. Yeah, and as to why that match was so bad, uh, we talked about it before, but. Let's talk about Randy Savage and Elizabeth's divorce. Uh, something that, unfortunately, you got used to Randy Savage and Elizabeth being a package, and that is no longer a thing, as we talked about in our Miss Elizabeth dedicated episode. Um, Miss Elizabeth gets a job, or Elizabeth Hewett gets a job for a couple years, just a normal job, uh, where she was doing reception at a gym. So let's talk about what Hogan said. And Hogan, here's the thing, the problem with taking quotes from Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is never, (laughs) does not keep track of facts whatsoever. Hulk Hogan, yes. One of the big positives of Hulk Hogan is he's not someone who's burdened by the truth. (laughs) He really isn't. Um, But so Hulk Hogan uh, and Randy Savage have a big disagreement because... Randy says they're never friends. Hulk, of course, says they were friends because he does that. Linda and Miss Elizabeth become friends. And basically, Miss Elizabeth is telling Linda McMahon, here's how fucked up their relationship was. She was telling Hulk Hogan's wife about it. And Hulk Hogan's wife was like, what? (laughs) That doesn't sound like your equals. (laughs) And I'm married to Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and but Linda made sure they became equals. Like Linda, when they're divorced, it's like, not only am I taking your boat and your dogs, I'm also fucking your daughter's friend. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I'm Linda Hogan. <laughs> My pussy smells good. Yeah, your pussy smells like gonna get sued. <laughs> and since Randy Savage is an absolute goddamn caveman, he doesn't say, oh, you know what? I have made some, uh, there's been some problems and maybe I'm a bit controlling and perhaps... This is sad, but this is the end of something, and I kind of caused it. Rather than that, he blames Hulk Hogan for his wife's behavior, because after all, you are responsible for what women do. They are but objects. They are the puppets, and you are the puppeteer. Also, I'm just, uh, I just googled Linda Hogan. It's unknown how much Linda Hogan received in the divorce, but it is possibly something along the lines of 15 to $20 million. I mean, that's low. Because that Gawker lawsuit happened afterwards. Yeah, but he had no money. That was all of his money. That's all of his like. That's in cash. Jesus fucking Christ. She also she also got like the houses, everything. Cool. Mm. <laughs> oh, and she also uh, she also implied that um, Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Cake were gay lovers. Um, yes, of course. And what else? She is A from macho- Florida. You're gonna do what you're gonna do when you're from Florida. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, there was also well, he's some. Gay. <laughs> there's also some implied that she that also Macho Man had sex with Randy with um, Hulk Hogan. Oh, it's just good stuff. It's some good <laughs> old fashioned wrestling. Good stuff. There's one specific incident 
that Macho Man loses his fucking mind over. Whereas uh, Hogan was getting ready to suit Mr. Nanny. And uh, we they all went down to uh, Miami. And it's basically revealed that Hulk Hogan and Linda Hogan are hosting Elizabeth and her new boyfriend at the house. And Savage shows up and goes fucking ham and goes fucking nuts. Mm. Uh, and Elizabeth hides in the closet. Because that's where she lived for so long. That's her home. She's home again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she's back in the Watch pit. wasn't going it's crazy. Great. He was reminding Elizabeth of where her home was. <laughs> it's, I gotta say this, of the Macho Man saga, of all the long ones, of the, the of Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Macho Man. Macho Man is the saddest because it's like, oh, this funny wrestling thing, he wore a cowboy hat. Yeah. He mentally abused a woman to the point that she killed herself with pills and vodka. Oh, and then he um, he rapped. Don't forget his rap album. Oh, and let's not forget all the abusive voicemails he left after Elizabeth died for Elizabeth's family. Oh, yeah, she's in the ground, so she'll never run away. Yep, that's also really terrifying. Oh, let's not also forget the fact that he fucked a child to get back at the wrestling promoter. Oh, and uh, took a... He briefly dated a stripper. Oh, it's just a fucking... It's just dark. It's just darkness. Why do you add the third thing? Who cares who dated a stripper? That's great. Yeah, no, I'm saying that that's, that's one of the positives of Macho Man Randy Savage. And then there's all the <laughs> darkness. That's the best thing, along with the steamboat the steamboat match and the flare match. It was dating Gorgeous George. Oh, yeah, and then let's not forget the, uh, the whole storyline where it's like, oh, and he beats her. Oh, we'll get into that next week, baby. Oh, god damn it. How do you know you're not the sympathetic character in a divorce john i would wager that the two people that are protecting you are your brother the genius and of course the ultimate fucking warrior here's a quote from the ultimate warrior please read it i would like you to read it in the style of ultimate warrior as he's dying I, i'm not good at that i'm just gonna read can... it as dylan got being the ult- so randy was very protective of her stop quote Here's some here's some things I have to say. He didn't put the word over in that quote. <laughs> Randy was appropriately protective. <laughs> he made oh. that box was her house, and goddammit, he should have charged her rent. <laughs> um, and then I had to rent out the closet from Randy every show. <laughs> um, Randy was very protective of her and did not allow. Uh, Randy was overprotective of her and did not allow a line leading to overfriendly contact with other talent. Believe me, the lines Randy drew never had slack in them. He knew full well uh, too many talent in the business, had no scruples, so he never subjected his beloved to the chance. Let there be no mistake. Wound up as the macho man's element wound up as the macho element of Randy's life was wound up as the macho element of Randy Randy's life was when it came to his marriage he was disciplined and controlled had class and respected it traditionally how is it that your name is the ultimate warrior and you talk only about being from space but the weirdest part of you is your personality like your real life personality yeah no the here's the crazy thing about ultimate warrior is that he has a wife and daughters and they um, are like, we miss him every day. That he was a family man. That he was like a good family man. And another quote he had was, Hogan and his Hogan and his wife and McMahon 
point, uh, planted ideas in her head that she was missing out on some magnificent, untamed life adventure. He blames the divorce on Hulk Hogan, Lin- Hulk and Linda Hogan, and Vince McMahon. He thinks Vince McMahon caused this divorce, not the fact that he was an incredibly psychologically abusive husband. I guarantee as Ultimate Warrior died, he looked at his wife and went, Vince. <laughs> Uh, so here's a, here's a story about uh, when Liz was over with her boyfriend uh, from Hogan's point of view. I was in the shower because I was going to work from a 6 at night till 6 in the morning filming. And he was in the room standing over Linda going, oh yeah, where's Liz? There's no way that... <laughs> I really hope he stayed in character for this. He just had a WWF film crew there. I come out of the did. shower and grow... Brother, she's around back. I can show you the room she's in. Twenty minutes late. Uh, Twenty minutes before then, she had been sitting out at the pool with her boyfriend, and I was hot about it because I just didn't know what to do. I saw them leave the pool and go back to room, and I swear to you, as soon as I got to my room, that's when Macho Man showed up. Now here's the thing: Matt Bourne says that it was a friend of Hulk Hogan's. She was, she was seeing a small-time producer. Uh, I totally uh, believe that. <laughs> I just believe that. I kind of feel bad for Hulk Hogan here because, like, he's doing his general lying about everything uh, deal, but mm-hmm. it's not his fault that an ab- this abusive man he worked at worked with. Uh, like, his wife became friends with this guy's wife, and then it all just gets fucked up. It's not his fault. As much as he is just lying because. He for sure knew they were together, and who cares? This guy should just be like, Randy Poffo should just be like, yeah, man, I'm I'm a bit of a piece of shit, and I'll learn from this, rather than being like, you did this, Hulk Hogan. You dropped that big old seven-inch leg in her, you know what I mean? Oh, no. Oh, no. You think his penis looks like a leg? His Yeah, for sure. You saw All that right. thing? Good for him. No, I didn't. I don't, I don't do that. You, you didn't see his peen? Of course I did. It's the best porn I've ever watched. It's the only porn I have watched since it came out. Yeah, you got to break all the rules for that. Especially when he complains about eating at the buffet. Like, that's, oh, that's how things should go. <laughs> that's the best. The also, we when he just takes a... He just, part Hogan, but Jesus. He just takes a call from his son is also... Like, there's nothing about it I don't adore. <laughs> yeah. Taking your call from a son... I don't know. What's the... Isn't that the old man version of just going on Facebook afterwards, though? I guess so. The amount of times I've completed the task and the first thing I've seen is like my friend posting like, hey, everyone come to my open mic. <laughs> I'm like, sure. <laughs> Immediately afterwards. So um, the WWF magazine actually printed a story reporting on uh, Randy's divorce, uh, which was big for the time. Yeah, that's and it's also weird that they're like, okay, you know how they were they were fake married on our television. They're now getting real divorced. Like, there's a part of me that thinks Vince McMahon was like, we'll get her back, we'll get her to be managing a bad guy, we'll get Macho Man back in the ring. Yeah, it's like, but that's the whole thing, right? They're losing stars, and at this point, it's not to WCW. It is just to Hulk Hogan's trying to transition into movies. The wrestling business by 1992, it's becoming extremely clear they have to transition into something else. Um, mm-hmm. The Ultimate Warrior uh, situation, where basically, at this point, Warrior has already held them up for money, and he's not as drawing as well as they anticipated he would. Like, 
Now Vince wants to go back to Hogan, but that's not an option. Um, he's retired Savage once, and he's trying to transition into having Razor Ramon be more uh, top end card guy. And this is very interesting. Kind of lost. This is the early Razor Ramon time, but they're like Razor Ramon. He's the most deadly heel that we have. He has thin legs. Like it's very strange. Like this is. <laughs> This is really the time. Like, they bring Bob Backlund in just so Razor Ramon can beat him at WrestleMania. It's fucking... This is the weirdest time in wrestling because it's... Razor Man just doesn't know what's going to work. He doesn't know what's going to hit. He's basically just like, I know, we'll just wait for Terry to come back. And it's just... It's all falling <laughs> apart. Macho Man, who was supposed to be his great savior, is losing his mind to the point that very soon Vince McMahon says... You know what? Just be a commentator. Why the fuck he thought? I know. Macho Man. He seems pretty stable. Um, I think the best idea uh, for this man who's going through a divorce and taking it so badly, he keeps beating up people who fucked his ex-wife. Let's give him a live microphone and television time. (laughs) That being said, though, Macho Man is always professional. Like, he's always completely professional. He's, He's one of the dudes who's just down to job to the new talent. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. Is that like, as like, on one side of the curtain, he's literally going, "Oh yeah, I got a dragon fucking gun. It's my dick, Elizabeth." And she's like, um, <laughs> "My name is not. I'm not that Elizabeth Hewlett. I'm just a different Elizabeth Hewlett you found in the phone book. Everyone knows that if you have the same name, you're psychically connected to that woman. Tell her like it's fucked." And then the other side of the curtain, he's just like, "Ooh, yeah, I like kids. Let's wrestle and be reasonable." <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, this is more hindsight than anything. But the mega powers colliding, and the match with the Ultimate Warrior, like you've clearly established that Macho Man is the third strongest character in your like world, right? In the world of the WWF wrestling. So now you're in a weird position where it's like he's the only reliable one. And I will say this, like Vince McMahon, obviously his time has proved this guy's super YOLO with everything he does. Like he's a very smart man. But at this moment, it sounds weird, but someone viewing this from a completely objective point would have seen, okay, this Hulk Hogan guy is transitioning into movies. The ultimate warrior thing you couldn't have seen coming really, but this Hulk Hogan is transitioning into movies we're going to have some sort of debatable way he loses to Hulk Hogan. I'm not saying, like, obviously, it was one of the best storylines ever, blah, blah, blah. But there's got to be something, some way to save face for the macho man where he can have plausible deniability that he didn't lose to Hulk Hogan. Like, whether it be like he hits the elbow and then Hogan's feet are on the ropes, just something so that when you do have to give Macho the title down the line, it's not like, oh, that guy, why would, why is this guy fighting for the title? He should be like an intercontinental level talent now because he's lost to the two big guys very, very, very clearly. Each, like super clearly. So they're trying to, they're experimenting with having the ultimate maniacs, which is obviously the ultimate warrior and Randy Savage. At this point as well, they are clearly trying to transition into um, going with Bret Hart. Okay, yes. Kind of the the last little run he has is uh, Warrior and Savage have a tag match as a precursor to a tag match between Flair and Ramon to settle their ongoing issue from SummerSlam. 
and mm-hmm. Flair's title rim, uh, win over Randy. Uh, but Flair in that time has already lost the title to Bret Hart. Yes, this is Bret Hart's first title run that ends at WrestleMania 9. This, uh, by the way, that tag match between Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Randy Savage, um, Razor Ramon, and Ric Flair never takes place. Um, Ultimate Warrior ends up leaving the company for either not showing up because he said his dad was dead or also money or also steroid problems. Yeah. Um so they then yep. actually go into a great angle, which is Macho Man picks Mr. Perfect, and Ric Flair goes, well, you wouldn't, because, and it puts over, like, Macho Man's so fucking crazy, he was like, I'll take Mr. Perfect, I'll fucking beat you with your friend, and Macho, and then Ric Flair is like, well, you'll never actually go with him, Mr. Perfect, you're in my shadow, Mr. Perfect's like, fuck you, and Mr. Perfect sides with Randy Savage and goes on a great face run. Uh, and they win the match, and it's a great sort of cool, this cool little angle is very original, it's interesting, it puts over the Macho Man Randy Savage character, also introduces a new babyface, which they kind of need at that time, um, and leads to Ric Flair leaving the company, losing to Kurt Henning on a loser leaves the company match on Monday Night Raw. Yep. Yeah. And Macho Man Randy Savage, um, who's, you know, still, he's your third string, as you said, like, Top, 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 babyface, Vince McMahon begins segueing him into being a commentator because he feels he's too old and he's trying to move towards the next generation. Now, this, as it turned out, is a smart thing eventually for Vince McMahon, but I do think he does this too early and too quickly. Well, that's the thing. Like, the, the we'll talk about this, but we, he, Macho Man goes to Memphis for a bit. Uh, once again, he feuds with Lawler a bit. Uh, he has a great feud with the Repo Man because he because re- <laughs> the Repo Man repossesses his hat. Oh yes, and uh, Jerry Lawler and Macho Man Randy Savage have a uh, match. Um, the stipulation is: uh, loser must treat women with respect. They both win, <laughs> and it's a double count out, and they shake hands. Uh, <laughs> they both go, "Won't do that." <laughs> so. Yeah, Macho Man is uh, doing commentary. He's doing spot matches. He does a little feud with Crush because basically, it, the one of the most uh, Crush will be in a crazy uh, episode when we do it because everyone just loved Crush. Like he was just such a fun dude to hang out with. So much so that every major star ever essentially just is like, and I'll work with Crush because I want him to be over. Like so, Macho Man works with Crush a bit. Um, wait, did you? But did you? But wait, did you? Did you skip the wor- the worst spot in the history of the Macho Man Randy Savage's career at the 1993 Royal Rumble? Oh yeah. Well, I was just kind of talking generally, but yes. Can you explain the spot, John, for those who haven't seen? He elbow drops onto Yokozuna and then goes to pin him, and then Yokozuna throws him off the top rope from lying down. No, what clearly was was supposed to happen was. He elbow drops, and then Yoko just throws him off from that, but they couldn't figure out the positioning, so they have it look like that Macho Man Randy Savage is so stupid he thinks the Royal Rumble ends in a pinning situation as opposed to a throw-the-guy-off-the-top-over-the-top-rope situation. It is embarrassing. (laughs) Macho Man was the voice of Monday Night Raw when it first started, Um, and he. this is Lanny Poffo talks about this, but... He still wants to do in-ring work, but just on a lighter schedule. So basically, he wants to work for WCW. Like, that's what he wants. Yeah, he wants to not do house shows. He wants to be, yeah, it's... Now I'm going to say this, John. Yeah, baby. Is this a missed opportunity here? What I'm about to say is that Macho Man laid out an entire two-year feud between him and Shawn Michaels, where he would just job to Shawn Michaels at the end, uh, getting Michaels over... 
this is always presented as like a oh my god wouldn't that have been amazing would it have been a would it have been that good no it wouldn't have been that and their styles would have been pretty amazing and also they're really like this is also but this the problem is, is this isn't the Shawn michaels that became big matt sean this was pudgy boozy pre-cocaine yeah yeah mullet sean michaels that like his finishing move at this point was still backslide like this was not the this is not the sean michaels that we all this was potential sean michaels not potential exceeded sean michaels so to that idea is what i say the the landmark essentially is that this is sean michaels just pre or just getting diesel like that's the landmark in sean michael there's pre-diesel and there's post-diesel like rocker sean michaels sherry sean michaels was backslide then he adopts the super kick post diesel and absolutely like i think that feud would have been great condensed within three months because you've already seen macho man lose to so many people it's not like it's like he's won his last like five feuds it's this dude who's like yeah if you're at the top end he's the gatekeeper like he's the guy you beat if you're one of the top top guys and that's one of the best observations on Shawn Michaels I've ever heard is absolutely all the things we remember fondly about Shawn Michaels are just cocaine Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. That's cocaine Shawn Michaels. Like, cocaine Shawn Michaels is great. It's a great time. Ton- tons of chest hair. He's lean and he's got the old uh, varicose veins because Jesus Christ is that guy just taking his nose for a ride yeah. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Something that point it was pointed up by another friend of ours that has done a lot of boogier sugar is that also at a certain point one of your eyes goes wonky because you've numbed all the nerves on that side of your face from rampant cocaine use. <laughs> His last televised appearance was a save for Lex Luger in a match against Bob Backlund on the October 31st, 1993 episode of Monday Night Raw. The following week, Vince uh, gave an announcement that Randy Savage had left the WWE and uh, wished him the best. Uh, of luck uh, and that's super unusual now let's talk cheese and instead of saying best and worst we're just gonna before we get to that the kona crush feud between macho man and crush uh culminates in a uh, wrestlemania 10 falls count anywhere match but for some reason the wwf added this thing that falls count anywhere match but you can also run back to the ring and then the match restarts in this weird spin on the texas death match as well um, the match ends with, for some reason, they find a a rope and pulley system, and the Macho Man literally ties co- uh, Crush up and hangs him by his feet in the bowels of Madison Square Garden, and then runs away. It is <laughs> so weird. But also just got Macho Man or Andy Savage over is like, he dresses weird, but he'll beat you up. Don't worry about it. Oddly, I think that Macho Man's one of those dudes who... Like, people wanted Hogan to kind of come over during the Attitude Era, and I do think that Macho Man would have been a better fit, uh, specifically for the reason that his character is so easy to transition into. Like, how much better is that Falls Count a newer match if Macho Man can just, like, blast him with chairs and cut him up? You know what I mean? Like So much better. It's so easy to, a macho, to make Macho Man a super huge heel just by having them like especially in the attitude era like macho man's covered in barbed wire the barbed wire will chop you know what i mean like yeah. it sounds fucked up but during that era it would have been amazing macho man's in the job squad yeah exactly well just macho man running to the ring and killing everybody <laughs> yeah. you know and then just i mean he's an 80s guy so he would have like been made fun of for how weak the chair shots were but 
He's fantastic, fantastic wrestler. And uh, Chris Benoit would have definitely been like, hey, Macho Man, you're a real pussy. You kept your wife in a closet. I'm going to murder mine. <laughs> I like that because it was apropos of nothing. Yeah, there was no reason to make that joke. He just forced it in. You're just Chris Benoit-ing it, you know? So uh, let's talk. Randy Savage and Stephanie I McMahon. Before we discuss this, I hate this rumor so fucking much, and I, I hate it. Yeah, like it's if it's if it's not real, that poor woman. If it is real, this poor woman. I love some of the reasons why people don't think this happened. Oh, great, great angle. Give me the reasons why some people don't think it happened. Okay, here we go. I'll I'll do one. I'll try and find one and one. All right, so here's one that makes sense. Jim Cornette says he would love to confirm it. <laughs> Already, uh, but the timelines don't add up. Can I'd love to fucking tell you that that cunt got fucked by that cunt in her cunt <laughs> by his cunt. He says the timelines don't add up. Like Stephanie, straight up was just in school. Like that's well, Stephanie was not on the road. She was just in school uh, when Macho Man was around. Because mm-hmm. it would have had to have happened basically when he was a commentator. Now. Um, the Razor Ramon doesn't think it happened. Why don't you think Razor Ramon thinks it happened? Because he claims that uh, Macho Man was r- really awkward around broads. Yeah. He apparently used to complain to Kevin Nash. Uh, used to complain to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall all the time that they get all the pussy in all the bars. It's probably because because <laughs> you're wearing tassels and a cowboy hat. Yeah, you're wearing tassels and a cowboy hat, and you kept being like, "Oh yeah, what's your name? Oh, I'm Brandy. Brandy, do you want to live in this trunk?" <laughs> like, it's step fun. into a uh, my back of car, please. Yeah, step into leave. my. I don't trust your family, so you don't talk to them anymore. I'm gonna hit you in the head in the part where you unlearn English, and I'll teach you my own language. Oh yeah, why are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so basically, let's let's go to this one. Uh, all right, Lanny Poffo says. The only two people know the truth. One's dead and the other isn't talking. Now, also, this is the other thing about this Lanny Poffo. If I would love to have a conspiracy theory podcast with Lanny Poffo where he just agrees with all conspiracies. 100%. I like also, this guy thinks that everything is true. Lanny Poffo also explained why he hadn't gone into the Hall of Fame. Because as it turned out, the WWE had asked a lot of times. And Randy's um, wish was that um, his dad and Lanny all go into the um, Hall of Fame together as the Poffo family. And Vince McMahon rightly said, abso-fucking-lutely-fucking-not-fucking-no. Yeah, but, you know. But then post... I don't know. Um, Two separate articles actually pin this rumor on two factors. So this is... Uh, this is from our research, uh, Christopher Hobson. Thank you, Christopher. So we're just quote. This is a direct quote. You did a deep dive into a jacuzzi that's filled with black clam water, just to fucking <laughs> solve a mystery that, because it's wrestling, no one wanted the truth to. Go ahead, Dylan. All right. So two separate articles actually pin this rumor on two factors, both of which discredit it. They say the rumor stems from a members-only video on Macho Man's website where he responds to Triple H, calling him a dinosaur, saying he would slap the shit out of him and take his girl. After this, there was a thread on Death Valley driver message boards about urban wrestling legends, and this was the first time anyone could find this ever being mentioned everywhere. This is backed up by the fact that if you go through everyone's comments on this, 
The vast majority of people working in the industry only heard about this rumor relatively recently. Bruce said is the last few years, as the Scott Hall, Jim Cornette, and Hulk Hogan, who was told he never heard about that before, but <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't Hulk Hogan just lie? Uh, <laughs> so basically, everyone's like, it happened in the last couple of years, and it's probably just made up. Um, yeah, it's uh, like, I, I, I'd rather live in a world where this didn't happen, so I'm choosing to just... And it's such a great wrestling urban legend, you know? Yeah, it's one of those things where I like... everyone back. It's like, not because Macho Man... Because Macho Man thinks of people in two ways, where it's like, you're his friend... It it really does feel like you are his friend. He has this weird social anxiety, so it's like, you're his friend or you're his enemy. And when Vince McMahon said, you are no longer... Basically said, you are too old... And a thing that he has constantly, constantly struggled with is his, he just thinks that he doesn't like going bald, as silly as that sounds. And the fact that Elizabeth left him and his, like, only friend, the other insane guy, the Ultimate Warrior, blames partially Vince for convincing Elizabeth to leave him. Like, it's pretty plain that he's chosen this man as an enemy. Yeah. The whole thing with the fucking idea and rumor that's like... Vince McMahon's many things. If he had discovered this, he would have gone like he would have gone to the fucking um, newspapers because this is something that I just did the math of. It was happening during his steroid trial, so he could have been able to go like I'm being persecuted by the governor government and also one of my employees fucked my daughter. And that gotten, is a very, very, very good point. And gotten sympathy from the newspapers, which I guarantee Vince McMahon had unnecessary neck surgery so he could look um, he could look like weak in the courtroom. There's no way that he wouldn't have used this to his advantage. Yeah, listen to any Vince McMahon interview where he's ever confronted, be it about the Ring Boy scandal, be it about steroids. This man... I mean, it's clear, but he will pull no punches. He will just invent things about his opposition. He tries to control the narrative of every conversation. Like, any Vince McMahon on Larry King is essentially Larry King just being like, please, sir, stop yelling at this guy, you know. Yeah, stop bringing up points that don't make any sense. Yeah, he'll just be like, but, but oh, so steroids. So I, so, so I sell steroids? Well, don't you drink a lot of milk? So what does yeah. that mean? Oh, I sell I sell steroids. I sell steroids. Oh, really? I sell steroids. How how did I sell st- how was how did I sell steroids? I was too busy fucking your mom. What? <laughs> I have an alibi from a woman that I've paid to be your mom. <laughs> yeah, I was fucking her the whole time. I so. am your dad. What? <laughs> so that is the end of the Macho Man Randy Savage in the WWF. Next week, we'll be back with part four, his time in WCW and his rap career. Mm. 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 John? John? Yes. There's an outlet in the wall. Why don't you plug something? Uh, I am... I am an album boy. You know what that means? I got an album. Um... (laughs) Download my album art on iTunes and also come and buy tickets to my Edinburgh show. It is in Edinburgh, Scotland. It would be great if you're there. It would be great if people came. It would be great if you gave me money. You dumb fucking bitches. I got some motherfucking bullshit and it's all on my website, DylanAgot.com or on Twitter at DylanGot.com. No, that's not how Twitter works. At DylanGot. Please fucking follow us both. I love you. Bye-bye. See you next week. Part In four. other Yolo. news. In other news. Um, 
I'm much better with this podcast, and also, I never fucked Stephanie McMahon, but I did fuck Dylan Gott's wife. Nope. Bye-bye. We were all appalled by what took place following the match between the Macho Man Randy Savage and Jake the Snake Roberts. You heard the comments by Jake Roberts gloating over... No, no! But Randy Savage, I'm just as upset over what took place out there as you are. The greatest... Elizabeth, the greatest Elizabeth. You understand that? The greatest Elizabeth Snake, the greatest her. Yeah. And I'll never forgive myself. It's the worst day of my life that I let him do that. You laid your hands on Elizabeth. You laid your hands on Elizabeth. That's my fault. It's what. Man. You said, you said something about hanging with you, show you the dark side. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. I'm going to get you, man. Yeah. I'm going to get you. And there ain't going to be no stopping me, man. I'm going to get you. You can trust me that I said that. You already got what you wanted here. You know, I didn't even get a piece of you. I didn't even get a piece of him. I blame myself. Man, I'm telling you. Touch the Elizabeth, man. Touch the Elizabeth. Unbelievable, man. That's it. That's over. It's over. No control, brother. Man, I'm telling you right now, man. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you here. I'm begging right now. You made her beg, huh? You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm telling you something right now. I'm going to get you. I'm telling you something, man. I'm telling you, huh? It ain't over. It ain't even started. You understand that? You understand that? I blame myself. I'm going to get you. Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, sure, everybody's looking for Repo Man. I think I've located him. Excuse me, uh, Repo Man. Why the unprovoked attack oh, on the Macho Man, Randy Savage? Because it, it was provoked. Was that great or what? When I came behind him and hit him, he flew. Hey, Wasn't that vicious attacks I've hey, ever seen on a you're superstar? You're darn right. That was vicious. He was late on the payments on his hat. And he deserved it. In fact, I've been watching him for a long time. And he never paid any attention to me. But now he is. And he's going to get me in the ring. Well, you stole his hat, and you steal no hat. Say, I'm a nice guy. Ain't no thief. I'll tell you what, the Macho Man Randy Savage is very upset. You should hear the comments he is making. What do you mean, making a comment? Yes, he can hear you right now. Let me hear that. Let me hear that. Hey, you're going to get a Monday Night Raw hangover. Let's do the thing right now. Come on up here, and I'm going to... Hey, where do you want to land, Repo Man? Hey, when I hit you from behind, and you flew, that's just the start of it. Because when I get you again... It's gonna be worse. It's gonna be like right down here in New York, right down here in Manhattan. It could be a street fight.
right. Yeah, That's you're right. You... Not a chance on you doing the thing to me again. Hey, you oh, got a good kickoff hey, right there. Hey, hey, How hey, about hey, a New York Hey, just fight? remember, just remember. I have your hat. Hey, I don't care. And that's your prized right possession. That's okay. hey, you were late with that payments, and I got it. Hey, brother, you that late. doesn't even make it with me. Come You're, on, tough guy. You made a, oh, is that You right? want to wrestle? Hey, no, I don't want to wrestle. I want to do something different. <laughs> we're going to have a date. Don't be late, brother. Just. Hey, 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 hey. Now, wait oh, a minute, Savage. This is going to be great, because I'm going to put the boots to you. I, think I he's can't downstairs. wait to get he's you on the, the street. Ring. I got your attention. 